You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Uh, Julia's not here again. She's, she might be doing something embarrassing somewhere though. Oh, she probably is. There's no doubt about it. We that. talked about her, uh, when I came over, was it Friday? Friday. Yeah, to help me hook up. Uh, yeah, we talked about, we talked about Julia and her book smarts and lack of common sense at many times. Um, typically people who are very artistic, which Julia is extremely artistic. But kind of lacks social skills and yeah, com- at some level, it's a uh, it's a knowledge. It's a, it's a challenge sometimes <laughs> well, for Julia. We have, we have a child like that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is episode three hundred ninety five of the New Utah Podcast. Holy uh, smokes! We got one more for the year. To tell you how fast this year's gone, as we're discussing the show, Chris is like, "Hey, this is the last one before Christmas. Are we doing our little Christmas thing?" And we're all like, "Oh shit." <laughs> I thought we had one more week. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we technically have one more week of recording, but, but it's after Christmas. Yeah, the next recording week is yeah. post Christmas. So, so I, I mean, I had everything. They had everything. It wasn't a matter of, but but it was just. Are you kidding me? This is the last yeah episode before Christmas. And to be fair, like we also have the ugly sweater party that we celebrate together, and we see each Plus other quite a bit. Work stuff. Bree had her work Christmas party today. My second one, yeah. Your second one. So it's just, man, December just goes so fast. She gets two work Christmas parties. And a cruise. One semi-formal one, one one not formal at all. One that we go to, like, so we went, we the last couple of years we've gone to uh, Gardner Village and had lunch in that, I don't know, that restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, Archibald's. Yeah. You know what I got for Christmas this year? A carton of smokes. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, fucking people don't know what that's from probably anymore. I mean, our generation does for sure. A um, couple housekeeping items off the top. First off, uh, we got another uh, Patreon member. Thank you. Um, thank you, um, Cindy. Cindy Lou Who. It is not Cindy Lou Who. I mean, it might be. It's Christmas. Um, I have to look now. I think it's Cindy. And so she, she hasn't joined the Discord yet, though. I did talk to the first one on Discord who joined Discord. Thank you very much. Discord. Thank you very much. And she said that uh, her sister and her listen pretty religiously. Um, and uh, her sister is our other member. Yay! <laughs> it's a family so thing. They both joined. Um, thank you very, very much. Well, there's um, a family podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not so much I four mean, families, but yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, we're we're family, and then Chris family. and I are family. And Julia we're and I, married. so yeah. So we definitely appreciate. Um, if you want to join Patreon, um, it is a community that we're trying to build online. Um, you can join as a member for free, um, but uh, you get access to the discard for di- discard discord discard. You've been playing games um, too much. Discord for for just a dollar a month. So um, we definitely and then you can ask us questions or propose questions. For us to ask people, yeah, Cindy, Cindy is the uh, the lady. So I thought it was right, Cindy. Cindy. So, thank you, Cindy and Tasha. Um, we'll keep giving you shout outs for a little while because it's awesome to see someone actually want to support us at a dollar a month is not yeah, that that's much. Awesome. So, it's better than some folks on Patreon. It's worse than a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we're very happy. We'll take but, whatever we can. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. we're we're happy. seven and a half years in. Yep. I keep popping in my my mic for I some too. reason. Um. I probably, probably should get pop filters like the the screens to help with that. The pantyhose? 
Um, sure. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, patreon.com forward slash TNUP, uh, is how you get to our page and support us. And we appreciate that. Um, anyone that wants to support us, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, Christmas is less than a week away. Um, it's weird. It's a weird Christmas this year. I think it's partially because I hate it's, that it's on a Monday. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. back to, I should say abnormal weather, but honestly, this is the weather we've had the last, like, six, seven years of no snow, and it was 50 degrees today. Oh, it snowed last year for Christmas. No, last year was the exception. Last year was when we had the astronomical 100-year storms. We probably won't have inversion for Christmas, which is good, because there is a storm coming this weekend. So, um, to my knowledge, not for Christmas Day, but it should blow stuff out on Saturday. I think if I remember correctly, Boise is getting pounded right now. So I'm wondering if that's so is the Northeast. That's what's coming down our way. Well, maybe. It's flooding in Maine. So also Icelandic volcano finally erupted last night. Uh, for those of you that have been following, it looks that. really cool. Um, I did want to talk about air quality. Um, we'll just jump right into that. Mm-hmm. There is no quality to our air right now. Well, so I looked the other day, like earlier in the day and Salt Lake City was the worst in the U.S. by quite a few spaces and was like 22nd or something or 21st in the world, Um, which, you know, when we're in company with like Dhaka, Bangladesh, like that place is nasty. So pre-COVID, remember how they were going to, they were working on those big fans or whatever the hell they were supposed to be doing to. Wait, what? There are fans? Yeah, something. There were never fans. There was a dumbass <laughs> with an idea. There was a dumbass with an idea like, let's put some fucking water pumps in the Great Salt Lake. And some, some these bizarre ideas pre-COVID about the inversion. Well, and then COVID happened and then all that stuff. And it's kind of been swept under the rug. And then last year we actually had snow. So are we back to that again, trying to figure out? Like, well, no. I mean, definitely a lot of moves have been made over the last several years. Everybody for, go outside and turn on your vacuum. Yeah, a lot, a lot point, pointed at the sky. A lot of stuff's been done over the last five to ten years in Utah to try and help with the inversion. Um, and the truth is, a huge chunk of it is fucking cars, guys. Mm-hmm. Drive less in the winter if you can. Like, especially in particular in like December and January when the inversions its worst. Um, driving is like more than half the pollution in the air of the valley is from cars. And so if you can work from home or carpool as much as carpool or drive an electric or a hybrid, it helps cut the emissions down. So tougher emission standards have been have been one of the things they've been doing. Um, Anyway, so today, as of right now, when we're recording this, we are 42nd in the world, (laughs) still the worst in the nation uh, for air quality. Not bad, though. It's at like 78 parts per million, which is in the moderate. We're number one. We're number one. Well, 78 parts per million is like in the moderate. Um, we were like 120 something the other day when I looked and we were like 21st. And that is where you start having, um, like sensitive groups really shouldn't be outside. So if you're an asthmatic, you should not be outside in that, uh, that type of stuff. So like I was outside this about a week and a half ago. You, anybody who follows the show knows I'm relatively active. We mow all summer. I, I'm, I mean, I do stuff. I'm outside. I had not been outside for more than 20 minutes doing chicken stuff. My lungs were on fire. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I had run a marathon, and I'm like, what is going on? Then, it- Well, and some of that is like the magnesium from the Great Salt Lake drying up. Um, that gets in the air, the dust particles from that incredibly toxic lake bed. <laughs> it's really bad, that lake bed. They're talking about mining lithium from it, actually. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to talk about air quality. Uh, it's not great. It'll improve for the holiday, thankfully. I don't think we'll have a white Christmas, but... Uh, it's not looking like it. 
Um, I think, uh, what, what dealership is it? Strong, strong Volkswagen that always does the snow on Christmas day. Then I remember like one year, cause if they, if it snows on Christmas day, they pay your lease like for a certain amount of, they pay your lease for a year. Yeah. Um, and, and like, at first, there was no qualification. Then it became like, has to snow at least two inches at these places between this time and this time. And then last year, I think it was like six inches on Christmas Day because it snowed a couple years in a row. Because last year, we had that 100-year storm. Because, I mean, it's a promotion, like, right? Like, uh, you know, it's a promotional thing they're not expecting to really have to, to cave into. Um, and then when they do... Like, the, like the fighter jet in the 80s with Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly like that. Or the, was it the eighties or the nineties? It doesn't matter. It was in the eighties. Anyway, um, so anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, New Year's is coming up, so that'll be uh, the next show from us that you hear will be pre-New Year's. Yeah, um, and then it will be the New Year. Um, this time um, in two weeks, it'll be January of twenty twenty-four. Yeah, the year flew the by really fact. fast. Yeah. Um, so there are some things going on. Um, There's plenty going on. I just kind of pulled up um, venues at the Gateway because the, the Gateway is very popular. And then just some of the... Well, and the and Gateway is where the big New Year's Eve party yeah. happens, right? Yep. Yep. So I just I pulled up a couple of those just so we could mention a few of them. Uh, however, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, um, if you're like me, you don't go anywhere for New Year's because you think it's crazy to go out. Um, you're old and have kids and whatever. But there is the, you know, pretty much every bar. Um, Clark Planetarium's doing a laser Taylor Swift <laughs> uh, in the evening on that night. Bring in the New Year um, with Tay Tay. Uh, Dave and Buster's is open till one and they're doing like a big New Year's Eve family party that night. Um, and a New Year's Eve party from nine to one. So maybe you'll actually be able to drink in the arcade. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, get the stupid, yeah, cat needs to be off the table this time. (laughs) Um, so there's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, you know, just find your local haunt or find where people are. Please be responsible. Don't drink and drive. Um, get a designated driver or don't drink at all. You know, it's pretty easy. Take an Uber, Lyft, or taxi. I know. They usually have deals. I know that I, I haven't seen for this year, so I can't make this promise until I look it up. But typically, Tracks runs for free. Yep. New Year's Eve, basically the whole route back and forth the whole evening. Well, which whole route? Because there's like 16 now. Well, from about Harriman to downtown Salt Lake, the main route. Whatever okay, the is. main line. The main line. That goes out. To, it doesn't go to Harriman. Harriman's there, too far west. There's one in here that goes. Okay, that's a different line. That's not the main the line. The main one. So that's a line that goes out through Daybreak. So the main line. The main line runs out to like and the, the state. south end of the valley, like, like 123rd. It's like, uh, I think is the terminus at Juan Diego or is it the, that one that's right, right behind Juan Diego? Is there one more? I think it's 123rd. Okay, so yeah. there's one more. So I think, I know in the, in the years past that one has run. Pretty much yeah. all New Year's. But they're, uh, they might run the one out to West Valley. They might run the one May, out to Daybreak. Yeah. Just go look. But they're usually pretty good. Also, Uber and Lyft are always offering free rides uh, during the holiday to uh, or reduced fare to encourage people not to drink and drive. So Just don't be dumb. If you're going to drink, take a designated driver. Just be responsible. If go you're find like, yourself a friendly Mormon that wants to go out with you. And if you're like me. Take a nap, otherwise you won't make it to midnight. I guarantee that might be the situation I'm in. We'll watch a movie and go to bed and then <laughs> wake up and watch the ball drop. Funny thing is my kids 
Now, Brie just rolled her eyes at me. When the me. kids were younger, they wanted to stay up till midnight, but wouldn't make it past like 10. Now that they're adults, they want to stay up till midnight. So they come over and like at 11, Heather and I are like, if you guys want to stay up, fine, we're done. We're going to bed. Because <laughs> we're old. We saw the ball drop two hours ago. And then again, just now, we're going to bed. Because it doesn't drop Spot in Salt Lake. In New York. Yeah. They uh, they could always uh, weekend at Bernie's Dick Clark. I know he's long gone, but that would be hilarious. Well, not not so far long gone. He's only been dead like a year and a half. Enough that it's probably not kosher to have him there. Yeah, I mean he would not be looking good. <laughs> he wasn't looking good the last couple of years he was there either. So. <laughs> uh, our guest bailed on us again this week. Um, happens. It people, happens. People have shit come up. To be honest with you, with the holidays. We're, I'm kind of surprised we had anybody this month, just we're, because. Yeah, we're a little reluctant to schedule people oftentimes in, Jan- in January and December. Be- just because. Because things come up, people can't make it, um, it's the holidays. A lot of our guests are business owners and end up getting tied up. I mean, that's where Julia's at, uh, is trying to run a business. Yep. Um, that's why you haven't heard from her much this month and probably won't until first part of next month, but that's okay. Um, yeah, she's the, she's the extra host. Uh, the, the three people that matter are here. That's right. So, uh, you get to hear. <laughs> That matter. Well, She's the Klingon. It's rude. She does a lot of stuff for us still. She does a lot of behind the scenes so, stuff. Yeah. And I'm very happy to have Julia as part of the show, even if she's not here. So what we thought we'd do is around this time of year um, or into the new year, we typically do like a year in review show. Um, so that's what you're going to get from us this year uh, on this day. And we have something else planned for our adventure uh, next yep, week, Yep, yep. Um, which will be a lot of fun. And um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, 2023, uh, what happened, uh, we highlights, lowlights, uh, the podcast, um, other shit going on, because um, we have a packed schedule the next like three months, mm-hmm. right? Like booked out through the end of February and into March. Yeah, if- we have. All of January, all of February, and one in March already. And then March is my cruise, and when's your cruise? April, March, May, and June. May and June. So it's yeah, we're yeah. already looking. It's uh, well it's, into a busy year, but that's exciting. We're excited for that. that that's what we enjoy. Um, we love talking to our guests. In fact, um, we can start there. Um, Let's I want start. Let's start with what we have because I want to eat it. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the guests that we we had on the show for the first time this year, we might have them back. Like we a lot of times have guests that we really like back. Um, but it was uh, the ladies from Cakes by Edith. Yep. Um, what are their names? I can't. So I know Alma that. because she runs. Alma's the one out in Riverton. She runs the Riverton store, so she's the one that I see. Alma and hold on, I have the other one listed here. Diana. Oh, that started. Diana. No, yeah, Diana. And sister Diana. Sorry. And I run into Diana from time to time in Taylorsville. The, and I've met Edith in Taylorsville. And I actually met their dad. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Couple, couple months ago, I was in there for something, and her dad happened to be there, and she introduced me to her dad. So. So, like Jeremy said at the beginning of the show, you know, a lot of times around this time, we do a little gift exchange between us. Sometimes we'll have a nice dinner, but Jeremy decided to stop by Cakes by Edith, uh, which is a Mexican bakery at Panderia um, uh, in Riverton and Taylorsville. We've had them on the show and uh, get some stuff. And uh, Yep. So, I went in and I said, uh, Alma happened to be there, which I was excited for. And actually, the first thing I said when I walked in, before I said anything, she's like, hey, Jeremy, I got your card. She got our, our Christmas card. So we send Christmas cards to, to guests who have been to on the show. To guests and to Patreons of a certain level. Right. So I'm just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. So she was super excited to, to get the, the Christmas card. And she said, she said, I'm glad you came in today because my parents left for Mexico. It was like three or four days ago. And my sister and I are, are leaving on Friday uh, and we'll be in Mexico for two weeks for the holidays. 
Um, and then I, and then of course she's like, well, what can I get you? And I said, well, our little podcast Christmas of, uh, evening is this evening. So I really like to get some stuff. And she's like, okay. And she just starts pulling stuff. And then I sent a message to these guys and said, I'm a cakes by Edith. And, uh, Chris is like, I want the cornbread and get breathe the guava cheesecake. I look up and she's, she's putting, already loading, already it. putting on. <laughs> she's like, here's Chris's, um, cornbread. Here's, oh, they know. Here's Breeze Guava. And I'm so, telling you that, that it's so good. The Elote so, de Pan is so good. Well, we went out, we went out with some friends on Saturday and we had to stop off at, El, at Rancho Markets because Chris, you know, we do tamales, uh, I needed Christmas. to get peppers and some other shit. And so we had gone, we had stopped at, at, uh, Tacos Lopez for dinner. And so I'm like, Hey, let's walk over to, you know, to their bakery and we'll, we'll get a variety of things. And, it's hard not to compare to it. Like, like it's good. It's, it's all good. But like their cheesecake thing, I was like, it's not Aww. close. It's not even close. Like it's bigger, but like, oh, I was like, you know, Aww. like, you know, like sometimes a grocery store bakery, like Harmon's makes really good bread, right? Yeah. And like, or it, they have like some of their cookies are like, and their pies and, are really and, good. And like they're and, comparable to some of the local bakeries. I am telling you, I've never had a grocery store ponderia like a like even Rancho Markets, which do a pretty decent job. They're not even close to the quality that comes out of Cakes by Edith. Cakes by Edith is so good. Yeah, so I'm super super excited that I got to have like my favorite guava cheesecake because <laughs> the like the one at Rancho it was fine. It, it but it was, was all like pastry. it wasn't gross, but it was mostly pastry. And this one is just this perfect amount of. The, the pastry and the cheesecake and then they put the guava on there. I don't know. It's just, so, it's just perfect. Any of those of you who have followed the show for any length of time know that I'm, I'm not a sweets person. I never have been. But I've got to say with the stuff from Cakes by Edith, because it's, it's a Mexican pastry, it's not nearly as sweet. Yeah. And that's the, that's almost, the case with the most Mexican stuff. Uh, yeah. pastries. So they're certainly sweet, but they're not like, like if you have a, like, for instance, a cookie, an American cookie, it's super sweet, right? Like, there's, uh, in fact, we can try it. There's a sandwich cookie, um, that we have that's like, uh, like a dense cookie covered in confectioner yeah, sugar yeah, with some stuff inside of it. Parts. You it should just fall uh, apart. Let's give that a Brie, Brie, like, destroyed them all. You guys eat while I'm talking. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I haven't tried it yet, but like, I'm sure it's not that sweet. And it's covered in powdered sugar, and it's probably not that sweet. No, it's not, but oh, it's really good. What's the filling in the center? It tastes like a fruit. Like a fruit. Maybe an <laughs> like maybe an apricot or uh huh, like a fruit spread. That's good. So it's not like a chocolate ganache or anything. It's like an actual fruit. But even like even with the powdered sugar on the top, and the cookie is almost almost shortbread like. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say the cookie. It's, it tastes kind of like a shortbread. It's got that night that powdery, crumbly texture to it. Oh, it's good. I really like it. I think, yeah, I think it's a fruit spread of some sort. It's not strawberry. Mm-mm. Dates, maybe, maybe dates. Mm-hmm. Might be dates or so guava. Either. One thing that um, was also cool is Alma said, "Thank you so much for having us be on your show. I think that's probably one of the best things we've done this year. Because of it, we've been able to coordinate with other people. So." I don't maybe it was a month or so after them we had the play place the happy it, hour it was more than a month after them a couple months after it's it's the whole um podcast time anyway that's not podcast time it's Jeremy time <laughs> turns out 
long story short, their parents and well, uh, and we told them about it. Uh, well, we told the play place about yeah. the bakery. The the people from the play place actually came from the same town that Kicks Baby's parents came from, and so there's this whole cool connection. So that anyway, she said that they did do some collaborations with them. They've done a few events with them. Uh, they've also reached out to some of the other people that we've suggested. So, yeah, like Alexi. Mm-hmm. So that's when we talk about building a community of people, like we've been doing this for seven years. And in that time, we've got people together to do collaborations and work with people that know a lot of stuff. Like we've talked to a lot of distillers and brewers and they all know each other. And we people that are just getting into it, we tell them, oh, do you know these people? And you should talk to these people. And we make these introductions, uh, and it's really good to hear from, uh, from one of them, um, that, that, uh, it's working. Well, right? I know, uh, Tanner Lenhart, for example, since we're kind of talking about our mm-hmm. people, um, we had the Sukisaki, am I saying that right? Yep, Sukisaki. Sukisaki on, and she's kind of been having some struggles with the liquor laws, and so we told her about Tanner, and then after the show, I actually went and sent a message to, Tanner and her and kind of connected them, connected the two of them to talk. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's one thing that that we try to do is when we talk to people, if we know somebody that's been on the show that can help or is a suggestion, we always try to really try to get people connected. And because that's ultimately we love Utah and that helps Utah be a better place to exist. And one of the things we love about Utah is the community. So it's really good to. It's really good to hear that from uh, from one of our, our past yeah. guests. Uh, so, and that's, that's, so what's the name of this bread again? Um, so the French bread is just bully. Oh, my mic my, my keeps like cutting oh, hard. You're like way close to it. <laughs> the uh, the French bread is just called bolillo, um, but this is the bolillo uh, with uh, jalapeno and cheese in it. Um, so she talked about it on this show, but they didn't have any. And then every time that I've been in, they sell out like instantly. She said all of the construction workers show up first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and they know the days that they make it and they'll buy them all. So they actually had some fresh out of the oven when I went and picked stuff up this afternoon. So she threw in some of these for us to try. So I haven't tried it yet. So this is my first. I love it. I love their bolillo, which is just for those of you that don't know, they described it on the show, but that was a while back. Um, it is, it is a French bread. Um, it's Mexican style French bread, and so it's more like a hoagie, right? It's about what eight inches long or so, yeah, give or take, and it looks like a little loaf of French bread. And just the bolillo on its own is really, really good. Like I love it. I'll go down and get some of just some plain stuff and make like meatball sandwiches and shit with it because it works perfect for that. But with the the cheese and jalapeno, they stick fresh jalapenos uh, and cream cheese inside the bread as they're making it. And is so, that cream cheese? Yeah, it's a cream cheese. Yeah, that is so good. It's so good. And it makes like this really delicious, like the bread is still amazing. And then you get the like the big pocket of cheese and jalapeno. And I know that the construction workers buy it just to eat that for lunch by itself. Yeah, I can see why. I bet they make really good sandwiches too, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Tasty. So we're eating on the show. <laughs> we're going to keep sampling a few things because they gave us kind of a smorgasbord. We've, so had, the, we've had the cornbread before and Chris has already yeah. eaten here, so I'm going to eat mine. But um, their cornbread, uh, we were telling some friends about this cornbread and how delicious it is. So so she also sent us with this uh, little birthday cake looking thing. It looks it, like a basically, pink it looks like a grandma's pink cookie, but cake form. But, yeah, I've, I've never tried this one of you guys. And I've never eaten their cake, so I'm really excited to try this because, I mean, that's how they started. Like, 
the story they told was mom started decorating cakes. Birthday cakes for kids. For and kids. Quinceanero cakes. And, and quinceanera. Quinceanera cakes. And quinceanero. wedding cakes. I like quinceanero. Just, just make up a word, Jeremy. That's how I do it. That's how I roll. And your review on the cake? That's good. Same thing. It is not as sweet. The cake itself is not as uh, So heads sweet. up. If you want to get a birthday cake for Jeremy, get a Mexican birthday cake. The frosting's cake. really sweet, but it's not too much frosting. And it's not six inches thick. It's just a thin... It's a it's the perfect amount, I think. Um, and yeah, that's just a great, just basic yellow cake. That's uh, that's really tasty. All right, and then we I have would a, eat the shit out of that. A muffin? What kind of muffin? Something with nuts on it. Looks like walnuts. Well, yeah, but it's not a walnut muffin. Might be. The nuts are toasted. That's really good. It's just, a, it's just a basic white bread. Basic white bread muffin style muffin. I mean, because it's not once again. It's, it's just a, it's a it's a basic muffin. It's it's slightly sweet. The nuts are really good, but it's not banana. I thought it might be banana, but I think it's just a vanilla like mm. muffin with with walnuts. The walnuts are really good, actually. The toasted walnuts on top are spectacular. Now, there's this other thing that we got. We thought it was maybe pumpkin. That looked kind of like the guava square, but it was bigger around, and it looked like pumpkin on top. But it turns out- And then out, we cut into it, and it's bread. It's just- a, The top is just a caramelized sugar on top. Um, oh, that is tasty. It looks like some kind of sweet bread. Describe. It's got the, almost the same texture as that muffin we just ate. Mm. So I wonder if it's the same basic mix. Mm. No, it's much airier. Well, the center, the flavor is the same as that muffin. I wonder if they like if the if it's like a a a pastry around the edge and then like they fill it with that because it is there's two different textures. Yeah, because this edge is like a what do they call it? The, it's a pastry. It's it's like uh, if you were to get like a like a strudel pastry, yeah. like so it's just like a you know when you like butter and you fold it over. Yeah, it's a layered times. butter pastry with with crystallized sugar on the outside. And the center is definitely oh my something God. different. Oh, that's this fucking is amazing. Really good. I love. So this, when they first came, this is one of the things I talked about quite a bit. Their pastry. So not just like the like the flavors of the breads and the cakes and stuff are good. Like we have this chocolate cupcake thing. I already know what it tastes like. I get them all the time. It's like they're just they're they look like uh, like the Hostess cupcakes but bigger. They're so good. They're they're a really nice chocolate cake with a delicious cream on the inside. But when they came, their pastry is my favorite thing. Yeah. Like it's the actual so flaky flaky. And mm. I usually don't like just a plain pastry. Like that's not my thing. Like I'm like if I'm gonna have a croissant, I want it to be like a sandwich. Like I'm not big on that. But oh my gosh, I would eat the hell out of this. This is so good. I like the way that the breading is moist. It's not dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the pastry, the outside. <laughs> well, I mean, like like the muffin and like this mm-hmm. hostess-looking thing. It's it's moist. It's not it's not dry at all. I've got a mouthful of food. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to deal with a little bit of silence. Oh my gosh, this is so good. So thank you so much, Alma and Cakes by Edith. Thanks for being on the show this year. Definitely one of our favorite interviews and. So happy that we were able to connect with other people, and that's that's kind of part of why we do what we do. And we're so happy that we get to eat this for our show because people I love mean, when we eat on the yum. Um, so I I do want to ask since we're talking about past guests, we've talked about quite a few of them here. 
So it's been a, a long year. Uh, I know the last few weeks have been like kind of hit and miss with some of our guests. Like we said, that that happens a lot of times at the end of the year. But for for you guys, what were from the year this year? What were some of your favorite guests on the show? You know, every time we we do these episodes and we talk about our favorite guests, it's so hard because we have so many amazing people that we talk to. When we do fifty two shows a year. And of those, and probably 40. 40 or so are going to have guests, roughly. That's a lot of people in here. Once a week. It's pretty going back and looking through the episodes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am. I, uh, I am. I, I did this before the show. I prepped today. I didn't <clears throat> I didn't have time because I was at my actual office. So, for me, it's kind of tough. I actually, before you even had said you were going to, like, I had actually listed them. <laughs> So there's a couple of, of strong mentions for me. So I really enjoyed talking to Jillian uh, from Sukisaki, who you, she who was you just mentioned. So, she was so sweet. She was awesome. Um, Alma and Diana may have been my favorite. And, and I will say, I've gone to that damn bakery so many times since we've <laughs> had them on the show. So I've so a number of my work meetings, I get stuff there before I go. So like Frank, uh, they love it. They mm-hmm. love that stuff, but obviously Frank's Mexican. He's from that. He thinks it's amazing. So, uh, my engineer's office loves them. Uh, so I mean, I was going to Harmon's, places like that. So not like cheap gross donuts, but in comparison, and it's r- really not much more. It's a little bit more. Yeah, but, but I don't know if it's that much more, but not much. And man, it's just so good. It's so much better. I think I really enjoyed when we went to Hill. And and went through the Aerospace Museum and talked to Justin. Yeah, I was um, going to say, we went to the Aerospace Museum in October of last year. We talked to Justin this year. So yeah. he was on my list, on my short list as well. Because, well, one, like, I didn't even know you could go to school to be a curator. Like, mm-hmm. how cool is that? And, like, that he landed here, he's he's really, I think he's really helped the museum. And they're, they're growing, they're continuing to grow and, and be bigger and better and he was very knowledgeable and fun to talk to well, i think i think the thing he had that that's key in any good guest is his passion like he started talking about that so so let me back up slightly. when we met nice guy kind of uh, stone-faced isn't the word but not a lot of very straight face very straight faced and I, you know you don't win to judge, but we've been doing this for a while, and you get in and you see who you're going to be interviewing, and you kind of think, oh boy, we're going to we we're going to get a lot of yes and no's out of this guy. We might have to pry stuff out of him. As soon as that interview started, and he talked started talking, you, his eyes lit up. The passion uh, he could have probably talked for five hours if we would have left him. Or if we would have, if oh we yeah, and I I would have been happy to. But that was an interesting interview because we were there in their conference room and the lights started going out. It was still light enough outside because our motion sensor, um, I think. <clears throat> no, it just was the building turns oh, lights off automatically, automatic. and w- it was just light enough outside that we were able to finish before no, it went completely. Jeremy's dark. right. There were motion sensor lights, and when we weren't moving because we were sitting at the table, they so, were so long. Did they come back on when we got up? Yeah. I don't remember them. Yeah. He got up on. and moved, oh. and then they came back on. <laughs> I don't remember that. But that, that was another one of those hour and a half that went so fast. Yeah, it was lightning fast. Because talking it about was that great. I really liked, uh, so Beer Nerd Radio that we had on, Mike and um, Steph, mm-hmm. they were great. And here's another, because of Steph and her suggestion, that's how we got- uh, That's how we got Jillian. Jillian mm-hmm. on. That's how we got- uh 
the the guy who's the new head brewer for Keto's now, who's also mm-hmm. part of the was it David Brewers Guild. So uh, that was another contact, yeah, David Jimenez. That was another contact that we made that opened up doors to other places, uh, and they were awesome. They were great to have on the show. Maria fun. and Lauren from Pact. I think that was fun. I think their idea is really cool. They come up on my Facebook now. They just sent us a little thank you after we sent them our little stuff and. Um, yeah, like, I think that that's such a great idea. Yeah, so, and I, I, I think, so I, I also want to mention one more, uh, which is Nick and Aria, uh, darling. Oh, yes. Uh, Nick Passy and Aria, darling. I love having Nick on the show. Um, it was really fun to get to talk to those two. He's always fun. He's so entertaining. Probably been the fourth time because we've He's had him. Such a nice guy. Yeah, we've had him on a bunch. We've had him with the band. We've had him with himself. We've had him with other people. So I think I want to say this is about. It might have been the fourth. And they brought their dog. It was yeah, he so might awesome. be the one that's been on the show the most. So I like mentioning Nick, uh, Folk Hogan. You know, they do our intro and outro music. They're fantastic. Um, so props to those guys. But I think for me, my favorite is actually probably Alma and Diana. It was a really good story. It's one of those stories, right? Like when you hear how everything happened, it's just kind of like, Hey, this is kind of where they were meant to be. And you see these young people that have grown up, you know, in this space and want to better themselves to expand what their, their parents have done. And, um, you know, that's just a, it's just a good story. It's, it's reminiscent yeah. to me of, um, what's the guy's name from filling in emotions? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his story is an yeah. awesome story too. Like coming out of Cuba and going to Mexico, making his way up through to the U.S. I think, I think some of the best parts of that is that you guys each visit each of their locations and get to see them regularly. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a place that well, we, and- due to the nature of it, like we, our regular patrons. Had we not have had them on the podcast, we may have stumbled onto it and gone there. But because we had them on the podcast, now we're regulars and they're great. Yeah. So, okay. Um, all right. Let's, let's take a step back from the podcast a little bit. We'll, we'll get back to some stuff we've done on the show. We can't. We're on the podcast. I want to talk about, uh, some of the biggest news stories of the year, um, specific to Utah primarily. So specific to Utah and particularly my job was last year's snowstorms. So we had the, they call it a hundred year storm. So once in a hundred years, you're supposed to, in my world, you're supposed to engineer and design for that. And so I had number, numbers of homes collapse, cave in, have issues that I've spent this whole year fixing. Because of that storm last year, it wasn't last year. It was this year. Well, okay. This is what people forget. We're at the end of 2023. Winter this year was January, That's February, true. March, um, and that storm, the heavy amount of snow, was mostly this year. There was yeah, some in the, like bit. November, December, but most of yeah. that snow came in the 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 winter months of of late December, January, February. And so that was this year, and that's that was on the top of my list, actually, yeah. was the snow. So that that affected me personally and my business the most, was the, that snow we had, the record-breaking snow. And, and we really needed it, because remember, coming into the winter oh, yeah. last year in 2022, the big story of the year was the extreme drought across the, across well, the West and really yeah. in the state of Utah. And water levels so low, the discussions were... 
cutting off water supply yep. to California, to, uh, you know, Lake Powell drying up, not Le- being able to generate power from Glen Canyon and Hoover. Lake Powell was super low, but the big one for Southern California was Mead. Yeah, Lake Mead, which comes out of the Glen. Uh, almost to the dead zone. So it reaches a point where if it drops below the dead zone, there's no going back. You can't, you can't generate power, like. And what's left in there is so toxic, you can't even use it. So they basically have to cut it. And we were so close yeah. to hitting the dead zone. <clears throat> now, to be clear, the once in a hundred year storm that we had, which had the most snowfall of, of recorded history in the state of Utah, um, has not refilled those reservoirs all the way. No. It refilled all of the reservoirs at the top of the Green River Basin and the Colorado River System Basin. We talked at length about this, like, over over several weeks because it was a big deal. I mean, I remember you telling me, like, you know, houses had decks that were cantilevered and they weren't cleaning snow off of their roofs and their decks. Uh, we talked about the stuff in Bear Lake where houses, like, we went to Bear Lake this summer, there were collapsed buildings yeah, just, because of the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was so much snow and people weren't taking care of it. Um, well, then the Great Salt Lake went up seven feet because of all the storms, which for the Great Salt Lake to go up seven feet. That's big. It's However, in the big, in the grand scheme of things, it's down like almost 30 feet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the drought drove, uh, a lot of legislation at the beginning of the year, even with the record snowfall to fix mm-hmm. some of those things and to try and do some, some conservation within the Great Salt Lake. Um, well, and along with that, a kudos to Salt Lake. So after the 83 flood, 83 flood or 84 flood? 83. 80, so after the 83 flood, Salt Lake, city in particular, put in all kinds of countermeasures so that that would never happen again. And it did not happen. There, were- Yeah, that was a big part of it. Like we when that spring runoff happened, there was a little flooding some um, and there was concerns of greater flooding. But we kind of had a perfect melt. Yeah. Uh, it couldn't have gone much better. You know, there was some North Ogden had some flooding. It didn't make any changes. They didn't make the any changes. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> they were dumb. Maybe they will this time, but I doubt it. Um, so North Ogden didn't really make any changes. Uh, they Farmington flooded. flooded. Yeah. But for the most part, like, uh, the Salt Lake Valley, the changes we made, you know, the, the Sugar House Park was created specifically to yeah. hold flood water. So uh, it was funny when all the people freaked out. The park's flooding. Exactly. That's, That's what's supposed to happen. You flood the park and not your house. It's houses. literally meant to be a basin. Like, and it's it, so low. It's the lowest part. A lot of people, you see them and you don't really recognize what they are. So, like, over by Josh and Chris's house, there's that giant hill that in the wintertime, sledders abound. Mm-hmm. But it's a giant hill with a giant goalie in the bottom of it, and it's specifically to catch storm water and runoff. Right. Um, so, there's the park by John and Jody. Yep. That, that one that, is one. That big That's, empty. It's not a park. Well, it's not a park for a reason. You're talking about across from the gas station. Yeah, the big yeah open but field. it's another one of those but areas. kids yeah. use it as a park. They play baseball. One, yeah, there's one right over here. It's not a park. No, and they're not, not parks for a reason because in a like a flash flood situation, they're really dangerous. So when you come into my neighborhood by that roundabout, mm-hmm. there's another one. Same thing. The kids there's play, one over but, here that they built in in Kearns when they widened 54th and they had to take out some of the houses. There were... There was area like, what are they going to do with it? Instead of making it green space, they filled it all in with rock and they made it a, a divot. So that's part. Of, so that's part of the Salt Lake County uh, building code. Now, mm-hmm. every so many blocks, so many miles, so many square feet, so many houses has to have these retention for that very reason. 
Uh, some other big stories from the year. The Olympics are going to come back yep. most likely. It's not a done deal, but it's pretty fucking close. Like, uh, 2030 and 2034, it's looking like, um, the Winter Olympics will be here. Which, you say 2030, that seems like a long ways away. Uh, it's 2020, it's almost 2024 right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if you think about it, like <laughs> Salt Lake getting the 2002 Winter Olympics, like that was a long process. That took 12 plus years yeah, to really get that Yeah, they announced stuff. it like mid nineties, early to mid nineties is when they announced that we got it. So yeah. And it, the nice thing is it won't the, cost as much as I was still working year. at the Utah Hospital Association mm-hmm. when those came because I remember the president of the hospital association got tickets to these different events. And one of the events that I got to go to was the speed skating oval. And I was super excited because it's, you know, even, right even the then I lived in Kearns, not in this house, but I lived in Kearns. And so it was right up the street for me. It was really cool. I got to go with my friend that gives us the condo every year and, and, and he gave us, um, so I have like a wool sweater, like a really nice wool sweater from the Olympics. So all of us got that and we all got to go to, uh, you know, at least one event. I still see the Olympic volunteer jackets rolling yeah. around. The roots, uh, so my mom, caps. Years, my yeah. mom was a volunteer. So she did a whole bunch of stuff. And then a, a neighbor of ours, so a friend of my parents was one of the runners who actually ran with the torch oh, cool. through Salt Lake, through part, part of Salt Lake. And what was kind of cool is you get to keep the torch that you run with. Oh, that is cool. So he got to keep it. And I remember uh, kind of talking to him, meeting with him probably a year or two after the Olympics. And he showed it to me and it was kind of cool. So yeah, but one of my parents' friends was one of the runners. And I don't know what they run. It varies. His was like two miles, maybe something like that. And then you light the next person's tor- torch and yours turns off, but you actually get to keep that torch. And then you run away with it. And you go and hide. Yeah, yeah that is big news. Getting the Olympics again. Uh, the trial for the Daybell, the Vallow Daybell murders that happened like three or four years ago, like so pre-COVID. That all, yeah, that, that all, was this year. When COVID hit, that all, it didn't get pushed under the rug, but when COVID hit, it kind of It delayed a, everything. It like, it delayed all court and stuff, but that trial happened this year and the sentencing happened this year. Romney stepping back from being a, well, he's 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 just said he's not going to run again. He yeah, but retire. I mean that that's an announcement that he made this yeah. year. Chris Stewart quit this year. That's literally true. stepped down in the middle of his term. Well, then the that was from his wife getting sick. I think though, right? The, I think the Romney dude who's under all kinds of scrutiny for the Underground Railroad thing. What? Or no, not Romney. It's in, what's his name? The Are you talking about the dude that just got sentenced to prison for fucking embezzlement or whatever? The one that was the one that has everything, the Underground Railroad and saving the kids, and uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I gotta be honest. The Utah news. There's that. There's that lady that was like torturing her kids, and she was like a blogger too. That's like all under investigation. Oh, Ruby Frank. Yeah, uh, that, Frankie Ruby. Well, she just pled guilty like this this week yeah. or last week actually. Yep. Um, are you talking about the, the, what's the, the Mormon dude? Yeah. That the church like excommunicated that was, he, what, I don't know about this railroad crap, but he like, that was took just, people for a shitload of money and like claimed like church stuff to do it. Yeah, that's part of it. And then, it, cause it was part of the Underground Railroad, which what, what it was is it was an organization that was going into these third world countries to stop children, child trafficking. 
but he was doing all kinds. He of, was not stopping child traffic. He was Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard. Name, that's right? what it is. Well, and it stretches further because like Reyes is. Uh, oh yeah, Reyes is involved. Our attorney general. And didn't he step down yeah, or something? He was too? forced to step. He down. was forced out basically. Well, like, he's not stepped down, but he's not going to run because I think because um, he's in on that whole. Yeah, there's there's a lot mess. of allegations that he's involved with Tim Ballard. Uh, and so he said, oh, I'm not going to seek re-election. He wouldn't have been re-elected because no. I think the Republican establishment in the state would have would have would have banished him to never, never land. Um, the pandemic came to an end this year. Technically, That's yes. True. So the public health emergency, which was um, the backstop for well, vaccinations. Not it's for, not a pandemic anymore now. It's just it's, it's just like endem- the flu. It's endemic <laughs> yeah. now. Um, like the, it, like it's been flu. endemic for a few years. <laughs> that uh, that two weeks has turned into like three years. Well, the the pandemic ending means the public health emergency, which gave, you know, uh, vaccinations had to be paid for. Testing had to be paid for. Uh, vaccinations still do, by the way. They're considered preventative medicine, just in case you're wondering. Your insurance does have to cover those at 100%. Um, but, like, testing, your insurance doesn't have to pay for COVID testing. In fact, most won't because you can go get a COVID kit for 15 bucks at the damn right. grocery store. Um, uh, the, there's a lot of telehealth stuff that got relaxed, um, that is now back in force. There's a whole bunch of other stuff in the healthcare space tied to the public health emergency. Um, student loan repayment had to, st- had to start back up and has yeah. started back up or is starting back up right now. Um, that's all tied to the pandemic being officially over. Mm-hmm. Um, also on a positive note with it being over. The Wendover Air Show that we went to, this was the first time they've been able to do it since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of fun, and we were able to go do that. And now that the pandemic is over. 2023 saw the implementation of one of the best changes in sports that has existed in my lifetime. The baseball pitch clock. Yep, that was freaking amazing. That affected amazing. us when we went to the bees game. Yeah, and and uh, I'll tell you, as a person that was not really excited about going to the bees game, uh, it was fucking great. It was well, an enjoyable I was, experience. I was surprised because we got there a little late and we figured, oh. You were like three or four innings in. When I know. We got, it was you like, were like, we'll probably just miss the first one, maybe the beginning of the second. So yeah. actually, so in typical, by the way, in typical Utah fashion, Jeremy arrived way late to the game. Usually I'm really on time. However, if Usually I'm, Jeremy is early. If I'm bringing Hannah and Heather, that's where it kind of gets a little... It's Hannah. It's, Don't blame your it's wife. It's not Heather. It's, Don't it's blame not your Heather. Wife. So your uh, wife contributes to the Hannah problem, but if Hannah wasn't in the picture, your wife. We're always on time when she's yeah. not. So uh, my my dad. Once again, anybody that's listened to this knows that my dad was is really into baseball. Was really into baseball. Played uh, minor leagues. Yeah. What does he think about the pitch? Clock? So I talked to him about that. So when we were in Texas a couple months ago, I asked him and my uncle about it, what they thought of, of it, and my dad was like, "It's about time." So, someone who loves baseball it is like <laughs> the best move they've done for yeah. that sport in a very long time. So, that was a big thing this year. Um, uh, MLS, I just, I'm going to throw this out there because it's recent news. MLS is making some rule changes as well to try and help get rid of the bullshit stuff. So, their um, delay problems. So, uh, if you are injured on the pitch, you have 15 seconds to get up if they stop the clock. Or the training well, they don't team, ever stop the clock. Uh, or well, you know what I mean. They stop the play. Uh, or the training team comes out and you have to leave. And if you leave, and because the training team came out and you leave the pitch, uh, you are going to wait a minimum of sixty seconds before you can come back onto the pitch. If you are leaving for a substitution, you have fifteen seconds to get off the. No, it's ten seconds to get off the field. 
for a substitution uh, once your number is called, which means you can't just walk slowly from one end so, to the other. Sorry. So the rule has always been that you're supposed to go off the side that you're closest it to. It has not always been that. Well, it's it been has that been for, for a while. two years. But my point is, for a while it has been that you're supposed to go off that side. But most of the players milk it and still go off the other way and you'll see the ref say you know you're supposed to go off the other side but once they've you know they've gotten to a certain point then that doesn't make any sense anymore and so they've pushed it well now now that they have that it it doesn't matter which side they go off of they have 10 seconds to do it and if you don't get off the pitch within 10 seconds your sub is not allowed back onto the field um so whoever subbing for you doesn't get to go on the field for a minimum of 60 seconds maybe more so that's good um, some yeah. of that stuff just like in hockey they uh tightened up the the goalies yep space so some of these things have been really good for yeah sports. they they really uh, they're making improvements to how the games are played and really it comes down to enjoyment for the fans and some of the garbage gamesmanship that i mean really the intention of a soccer game was never for people to fucking take forever baseball was not intended to have the pitcher wave off 15 pitches and, throw to second base six times and then yeah. finally throw the first pitch to the batter like that's garbage um so anyway that was a really really positive sports change yep. and i'm a big sports fan i'm not a big baseball fan but i got to be honest that makes me want to be that helps it helps me be okay watching baseball again well and then along with baseball the bees new stadium is well underway <laughs> that's true uh it's just just down the street from my parents' house, actually. There's a massive crater. You can see where they've done 20, the 2023 sees uh, Jason Christ come back to... Well, new ownership take over. Right. I mean, it's the first full year with the new yep. ownership uh, of RSL um, and a lot of stadium improvements. Well, along with RSL, the owners of RSL are the ones who are talking about bringing professional baseball to Utah. Yep. Uh, they, they, uh, brought the, they're bringing the Royals back. They announced that this year, which we kind of all knew was going to happen. Um, they splashed a lot of money on big players, more than the club's probably spent in 10 years, uh, on players together. They spent in one year, uh, on some new players. But you reach a point where you've got to do the overhaul if you're going to stay competitive. I mean, I don't know that much about sports, but just from like listening to Chris and stuff, it, I mean, I can see the difference between someone like Deloy Hansen, who is not a sports person. He's he's a businessman running the game, running the team, as opposed to, you know, the new owners, which they have sports. That was part of Larry Miller's problem. Mm-hmm. Larry Miller loved this, loved the team, loved the sport, but he was too hands on. He's a businessman. He wasn't a coach. He wasn't, uh, but yeah. he was down there on the floor, which I get it. I mean, if I owned a team, I'd want to be right there too. But, but it's hard to win championships when you have a businessman trying to, trying to call the shots. Yeah. Um, so, and to that end, RSL cleaned house. That's where Jason Christ comes into play. Um, they fired a whole bunch of people in the front office and a bunch of coaching staff and put Jason in charge of some stuff. And- well, and. As a, another note, their food was much better this year. Yeah, their concessions were very improved. <laughs> so obviously improvements. So um, yeah, those were some big, big hits um, legislatively. Um, so we kind of did this back in. We do these in March, usually like a legislative review. But there was some big stuff that you maybe have forgotten about. Um, you can't look at porn. 
um, in the state of Utah very easily these days. Uh, so um, legislation was passed to require a specific type of age verification for uh, pornography sites. And, uh, you know, um, some of uh, the most famous porno sites, Pornhub. And, and Stop saying porno. Nah, I say it on purpose now. Pornhub. Uh, yeah, porno <laughs> hub. Um, porn, no, Pornhub. Uh, just simply won't serve up porn to, uh, Utah residents or IPs coming from Utah. So now you have to have a VPN to get a lot of porn. Um, uh, there was a lot of legislation passed and a lot of activity geared towards social media and, uh, younger folks, um, because it's addictive as shit and it's not good for young people. Uh, and the state's really trying to go after companies for, um, you know, targeting and, and, um, feeding young people garbage algorithm. Um, let's see what else. Oh, in the world of water conservation. So obviously a lot of stuff passed for Great Salt Lake conservation, um, new tax structure for mining minerals out of the Great Salt Lake. Um, talk of lithium mining from the Great Salt Lake now and permits for that. Um, the, the, uh, legislature passed some watering regulations, which is great. Even in a banner snow year, we're passing proper conservation yeah. measures finally in a Too desert. Too bad they're not enforced very well. Well, so one of the big ones was HOAs can no longer require lush green lawns. So it's if you want to put fucking AstroTurf it's up, you can do that. <laughs> and HOAs can't bitch. Um, you know, I think if... Uh, kind of going back to the lithium thing that we've talked about a couple times. If they can figure out a way to do it safely, I'm all for it because the lithium levels in that lake are yeah they're through horrible. the roof they're through the roof. So if they can figure out a way to mine it and get it out of there, it's a it's a it's hell a, hell of an economic boon for this state because there's not a lot of lithium in the world. Uh, I think Peru and um, what's the country in Africa that has most of it? Is it and the Congo? I think, every phone yeah, might be and like computer. And it's down, down by the by South Africa, and I think part of it's in the Congo. But there's also it's it's a country right above South Africa. I can't think what it is. Not Zimbabwe. Is it Zimbabwe? I, I know. I got to look at a damn map now. Yeah, I'll have to look that. Sorry, up. what were you saying, Bree? Well, just every phone and computer and everything that that you're using. If it's got a reusable battery. Yep. It's well, smart cars. Cars are the big ones. They're the big ones right now. I mean, a car is like two thousand phones worth of battery. It's crazy. I'm going over to the map. I'm going over the map. I'm the map. Botswana, Zimbabwe. You're right. There we yeah. go. Yeah, Zimbabwe is a big producer of lithium. But basically, in that area, and then uh, you've got uh, you've got. I think it's Peru that has the other ones in like South America. So it would be good. It would be big for the economy to be able to produce that stuff. And it would get that toxic hazard out. Yeah, hopefully not introducing new toxic right. hazards. So, well, that's why I say yeah. if they can do it safely. I think it would be great because it is a real problem and not if that lake dries up someday, probably it not will. in our lifetime, when that lake dries yeah. up. I mean, it's getting close. Its average depth is like under 30 feet. It's just huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some other stuff legislative wise, unified police is dissolving. You may not remember that. Maybe it doesn't affect you. It affects me. But the Unified Police Department has basically another year or so to completely dissolve and to break up into its See, own. Riverton, we were unified quite a Riverton quite a, is one of the big reasons this happened. But Riverton's like, no, we're done. We're going back to our own. And the taxpayers in Riverton agreed and said, yeah, we'll pay extra taxes to have our own yeah. police system. Well, and it's because of – Riverton's one of the big municipalities that was the reason this happened because – 
at that point, then they're getting double taxed. Essentially, you're paying for your own city police force via the city. And then also every city in the county was paying for unified in part. Like there was a, a chunk of money being given to unified. So that was the big reason for dissolving unified. Well, is pretty big now. Like <clears throat> I get oh, it. Yeah, like when they were big. smaller, but now you're, you're pretty, pretty But you look like a, so, a place like Kearns where some of our biggest fucking taxable, like real estate, Walmart, it for example, annexed. gets annexed by West Valley. That's a huge source of income for us to be able to help pay for a police force in this and town. Trent Skaggs, who it wasn't this year, we had him on a couple of years ago, but he's the mayor. He mm-hmm. has done probably yeah, he's done a lot. the a most lot of good for Riverton. I, I'm happy for him, but kind of sad he's running for Senate and it's looking like he will probably win, which is good for him. State Senate? What? State Senate, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good for him. I'm excited for him, but sad to lose him out of Riverton because he has done so much for Riverton. Like those of us small businesses, which Alma is one of them, um, they don't charge small businesses for their yearly uh, business license. Which is small. It's, it's a small fee, but... Which I mean, it, I, I mean, it's it's a small fee for them to collect, but it's helpful for a well, small business. I'll say it was 150 bucks. So we're not talking. Oh, a ton that's of, that's a lot. I pay 20 bucks to the but, state, but he he totally removed. But that's that. what I'm saying, though. Like it's 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 small for them. It's it it wasn't probably that big of a revenue generator, but for for you to not have to pay yeah. 150 bucks, so like, it's kind of nice. He's put a lot in place for small businesses in Riverton. He's the one that set up the small Riverton or small business during the summer and he sets up uh movies in the park uh-huh. and, and invites small business. So he's done all of that. Yeah, so, he has the food truck league come out there, but it can only be food trucks that are based in Riverton yep. and so he has done so much for Riverton. I I really like him. I'm sad to see him go, but at the same time, he's done such great things. He deserves to move up and keep I going. I mean, maybe he can make some really good changes for the state. And he's Maya's neighbor. He lives <laughs> <laughs> down the street from Maya. <clears throat> um, okay, just a couple more things I think to talk about. Maybe we can wrap up the show. Um, keep it kind of short, short or short or short, shorter this week. I don't know. Um, what about, uh, so one of the things that we've done for the last two years now, um, we have to talk and see if we're going to continue to do this, um, is the last week of, of every month, uh, we purposely don't invite guests. We do uh, what we call Utah Adventure Week, where we go out and experience something in Utah and then report back to you guys. Um, and um, we've done a lot of stuff this year. We've gone to a lot of things uh, and a lot of places. I'm curious from the two of you, what was your favorite adventure for the year? So I think... For me, one that was the most surprising was Cornbellies. Um, we, Heather and I had taken the kids to Cornbellies like 15 years ago mm-hmm. when the kids were like grade school, junior high. And to see how far it's come, how much it's changed and how much it's grown. And that is a very, very definite Utah thing. Uh, very pleasantly surprised at how much change. I would say the other one. Uh, was probably the ice castles, uh, in, in January. So very first, our very first adventure for this year. It's one of those things that we've talked about on the podcast probably every year. Yeah. For years we talk about it. And we actually got we to talk about it last week. <laughs> yeah. And we actually got to go and that was every bit as amazing in person as I thought it would be. It was so cool. What about you, Brie? 
Um, I really liked going to the state capitol. Um, I'd been there a lot before. I know most of us had, had kind of been there, but like learning about, you know, going into that room and the gold that was in there. Our tour guide, and, she was so awesome. Yep. And, um, and getting to go down and look at, you know, where they've the left the space open <laughs> for the earthquake. You know, so you can see the, the earthquake stuff that, that's been done to the Capitol to try and help, you know, keep it standing. Should we have another really bad earthquake? Um, I thought that that was incredibly cool. Um, when was that? Like February or March ish um, of the year? I, it was after the legislative session. Well, it was right at the end. So it had to have been, I think it was the end of it was February. Because it was still going on. That's so right. it couldn't have been the end. Because while we were there, we got to s- kind of slip in the back. Yep. And that was the other thing is, is going into the sessions, listening to some of that was, was super interesting. Um, down, and then I, down. I had a lot of fun going to the RSL home game with, you know, and, and with kind the- of sharing our passion, Chris's and, and my passion. And um, the brew competition. With your family. Yeah. And kind that of doing of some, of, some of that stuff was, was a lot of fun. I thought it was great, um, getting to show you around all of the changes with the stadium. And, yeah. Well, cause know. it had been a couple of years since I'd been there. Uh, and, and this year, huge changes. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, where you enter now, like, instead of the tick, instead of them taking your ticket right at the stadium gates, they take them out at the plaza so that you can enjoy the plaza and, and you can migrate between the plaza and the right. stadium. Well, the line moves beer. so much better. Yeah. Well, and you can take the food, before. right? Cause they had food trucks out there all the time. But if you got something, you couldn't then walk into the stadium. You couldn't with it. have a beer. You had to consume it. And so now, you know, where you've already entered, like if you get something out, out in the, the plaza, you can walk into the stadium with it. Um, at halftime, they do stuff for the kids. And so kids will run out there at halftime. The space is better utilized. The artwork that they've put in, just the time and attention that we were talking about earlier that the owners who know sports have put into the stadium. Um, it was just, it was kind of fun. It, it's not my stadium, but it kind of felt kind of fun to show you guys yeah, how cool it was. It was and uh, I would say for me, probably it's funny we all have different answers. Um, <laughs> That's I, good though. I, I would say probably the Natural History Museum. Um, that was that was on phenomenal. my list too. But I I wondered if you'd say that. Yeah, I I really like the Natural History Museum. I think it's a it's something that Utah like a lot of places have museums, right? I've been to quite a few. I love museums um just in general, but uh our Natural History Museum is really something to to behold. Yeah. There's so much stuff with, you know, in particular with paleontology with dinosaurs um because of just the wealth that that exists here, but also, a lot of indigenous people, history. Well, um, we were super lucky to catch the tail end of that Cambodia. Well, and that's the other thing is our museum has spectacular special displays from traveling museums. I mean, we've had, we've had, uh, the Egyptian mummies. Uh-huh. Um, we've had uh, some of the Titanic stuff has come through here. Um, I don't really give a shit about the Titanic stuff, but a lot of people like that stuff. That, the thing that, one of the things about that Cambodia stuff that I thought was so cool is there was a few of the pieces in that exhibit that have never been displayed, displayed before. That. Yeah. So that was the first time we got to see some of those. And it's the real deal. And, and the way, the way they set up those, just the, the care they take and the, the level of detail. 
So when you're walking through what feels kind of like the jungle, they've got background music and water. I mean, yeah. it, and, and very and immersive. The thing I like about the Natural History Museum is it's it's part of the university campus, sort of. I mean, it's up above Research Park, but it's a working like th- there are working archaeologists, oh, yeah. and anthropologists, and like you can see yeah. into. It's a very educational place. You can see into the windows. Yeah, we're some working on see them working on. You can see the storage areas. Yeah, with, it's very hands on. They have a lot of hands on stuff for the kids. The day that we went, we went on a Sunday, and and not a lot of that stuff was open. But there's classrooms and things so that well, kids can go. How long were we there? Like. Two and a half, almost three hours. And it didn't feel and like it. And we barely scratched the surface. I mean, it felt like we sprinted there through. There were a it. few things that we, we rushed through because we knew, like, we we wanted to try and get through yeah. and see all of the stuff. But 100%, you could spend a whole weekend. Like, you could go there well, every day. And all, I could def- very definitely say, I remember after we got back and I was kind of talking to my kids about it, all of my older kids are like, oh, yeah, when we were in high school, my geology class went there and we spent like four hours just in the geology section mm-hmm. and and it's hands-on and it's creative and you could sp- I mean, you could easily spend a day in each section and yeah there's so, there's much, so much to much. see um you, you could go there over and over again and, and yeah. find new stuff every well time. and it changes so if you go now well now the cambodia stuff's out i'm not sure what's in there now but I'm sure that whole section is something absolutely. Yeah, that section different. is always, always yeah. like special stuff. And, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's, there's also, um, you know, things that do change within it. Um, you know, some of the exhibits are pretty, pretty stuck in place, right? But right. there's other areas that they can swap out for, <clears throat> for stuff. And, um, I, I just really enjoy it. I think it's a really good museum. Um, I think it's a lot better than other museums that I've seen in big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's well cared for. Uh, so it's definitely not the Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> still the worst field trip we have taken. Yeah, I, I still don't understand how that place is even in business, to be perfectly honest. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about from the, from the over, over the year, I mean, are there changes that you've thought about making to the show that you want to bring up? Or obviously, I like we made some the of the Patreon. changes we've made. I I like that we don't ask the question at the end anymore. It was kind of getting redundant. I like that we still ask the question at the beginning. It still, I think, is a really good icebreaker. I like I like the adventures. It's not something that I'm ready to change yet. I think hmm. there's still a lot that we can do. Oh, we haven't even scratched the surface. You know, I and and it it does. Make sure that like at least once a month, like even if you're, even if we're having like a really busy time at work or, you know, Chris at school or Jeremy with mowing or whatever, like it guarantees at least once a month that we go do something that's just fun and we're out of the studio and we're out of our houses and, um, well, it's all nearly all stuff we've talked about in the past. And a lot of it is pretty inexpensive. Like we try not to do things that are cost prohibitive, right? And so quite a bit of it's free. Like yeah. the Hill Air Force Museum. I mean, Gal Gal Gardens, the well, Peace Gardens. Donations, yeah, because right. we're not jackasses. But you don't have to. It's a free exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a great place. Like Hill is amazing, and that was last year, but. I, that, I, that's a place you can go spend hours and hours awesome. and hours. We, we will be going back, I'm sure, on yeah. an adventure in 2024 because once they the get the new, new wing so open. I've been watching on TikTok. They've been showing them pulling the planes out 
uh, and they got the little go-karty looking thing. As they're rearranging all the exhibits. Yeah. So it showed them like last week, it showed them pulling one of the F-15s out into its new home is what it said. So it showed it kind of time lapse being pulled out. So there's, I mean, the building is done. They're setting up now. So that's definitely one we'll go back to next year because it's just so amazing. And with a third hangar, I mean, with the two hangars they have. That was a ton of time. Like we spent like three hours wandering through that thing. And with a third full hangar, that's just unbelievable. Well, and I know when they were there, they said that they're, they're like completely redoing the WASP, which is the women's air service. Which was a really cool exhibit. But. It's so they're ex- they're going to expand because it. it didn't have a lot of space. But he said that's one that we're going to take and expand. And same with the Vietnam Memorial section. So some of them that they do have, they're going to make bigger, add more to it. So I'm excited uh, for next year to go to go back and, and oh, see how sure. the changes sure. there. Well, I think that's going to do it. Oh, let me grab our let me grab our little cards here. Um, we the affirmation. Um, I can't believe he forgot. He must have really been into this episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I moved them so I could have. What are you doing over there? Just chill the fuck out. Do you guys, do you guys remember, uh. The fuck up box? The, the fuck box? Whatever it is. Get was that, was that a Christmas present from like the second year? Uh, I don't, I think no, I just I think found we this. Or did you just it. find it? I can't remember. Yeah, I think we just bought it or, I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's like dying though, cause this oh, should probably be, needs batteries. This should be get the fuck out of here. Get uh, but, and then the reason I grabbed this is because the card today says, fuck out of here. <laughs> and I knew this had to get the fuck, fuck out of here. here. This had a GTFOH, uh, and it doesn't say the here part. It just says, get the fuck out now. Those batteries are seven years old or more. They're not that old. Come on. I mean, fucking believable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you got it within the first year of the podcast. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh man, I love. You haven't used it a lot. No, it just sits over here because it's uh, you know I don't swear as much these days. Um, So on our cruise, I got to tell the story um, because it has to do with my dirty ass mouth. So several years ago, Jess, our former podcast host, got me for Christmas a shirt that said um, "Greetings from Whore Island." And it looks, it's a very unassuming shirt. It looks like, you know, a typical, like, like, Hawaiian shirt. like you get, like, tropical, like a tropical, you go on like a, like an island vacation, you get a shirt that's like Hawaii, blah, blah, blah. It's beautiful here. And it's just like the picture of like Florida, a, like a know, beach whatever. with ocean and the sun or whatever. Uh, and I'm wearing it on a cruise ship. Um, I almost always take it on a cruise with me. Um, and, uh, I'm wearing it because it's unassuming. Unless you take the time to actually like really read it, read it you don't understand what it says. And some guy's standing next to me in some line and he's like, man, I love your shirt. I'm <laughs> like, it's great, right? Like, it's just one of those things that like, unless you sit back and actually read it, it just looks like an average shirt. And he's like, I have some shirts that I would love to own and wear like that, but I don't think my wife would let me. I'm like, you need to get a new wife, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like your beard dude coming out of the water. It oh, looks great. like a majestic mermaid. But when yeah. you look closer, it's a dude with a beard, and it's the beard that's flipping, that's flipping the, the water. Yeah, I love those it. Those subtle shirts. Did we tell you that we met a social influencer on our cruise? Oh, Jesus. I forgot about yeah. that. We were, we were in, so we were in the ocean, uh, uh, 
Where were we? We were in Cabo, Cabo. on Madondo Beach. We're, we're hanging out in the ocean. And we were making fun of this girl because she was like doing all of these things and somebody was taking a picture she's of her. She's clearly like, doing, like you can tell she's clearly doing social media yeah. post pictures, like redoing like, things. Doesn't want to get wet while she's taking this picture and then the really dress gets wet the and they, they disappear for a minute and we see them. They're actually in the back of some like, uh, um, resort, a, resort thing. They had a tent. Thinking. And then she comes back out wearing something different and they're like standing, taking more pictures. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who comes to the beach to do that shit? So then we're waiting to get, uh, cleared through customs on the ship before we can get off the ship on the last day. And we're in line next to these two ladies and we're having a long chat with them. It was, it was great. They're nice people having a chat with them. And then the lady tells us that she's there because Holland America has paid for her to come onto this ship because she's a social media influencer. And like, she's had all these different experiences on the ship that they paid for. Uh, and, um, and I'm like, Hey, were you on Madondo beach taking pictures? Cause I, then I'm like, Oh, that's <laughs> why her. I think it was her and her friend that's was hilarious. there. Like her producer I think it, or whatever. I think it was like, I think the girl is like her assistant, her assistant or something. or something. Jonathan follows some cruise dude on YouTube that just does cruises. Yeah. But same thing. They pay him to go mm-hmm. on all the, I follow so a lot Chris. of people. But it was just kind of funny that we'd, we'd seen her and then. Met her. Then we met her. I saw, I saw a post on a TikTok. I might have sent it to you, Chris. And it said, my generation, meaning Gen X, cut the tailpipes off our cars. Your generation cut your wieners off. No, you didn't send that to me. <laughs> what? That's weird. I don't, that's not how things work. Uh, so anyway, fuck out of here. Um, this is your mantra today. Say it in a New Jersey accent to add emphasis. Fuck out of here. If bullshit shows up, give it a fuck out of here. And send it on its way. This should probably be a silent mantra at work and school and pretty much anywhere in public. But it's still highly fucking effective even when you keep it all to yourself. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm walking here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs>